In this episode, I'm going to give you nine strategies and three books that will help you to become a more effective communicator. Let's do it. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Welcome. This is the show for engineers who want to create extraordinary careers and lives. I have a wonderful show for you today. We're going to talk about something that is absolutely critical, whether you're an engineer or a technical professional of any kind, and that is clear and effective communication. Engineers, engineering professionals, we work on teams, right? We work with other consultants. We work with clients. We work with people that are not technically savvy. So if we can't communicate effectively, we are in a lot of trouble. And that's what we're going to focus on today. This is actually the fourth part in a seven-part series that I'm calling the Engineer Your Own Success series here on the podcast in celebration of my recently re-released book, Engineer Your Own Success. I put out an updated and expanded edition with IEEE Wiley just this past December. And I want to thank you tremendously because the support that I've gotten for this latest edition has been tremendous. And if you've purchased the book, I really do thank you because my publisher said we're doing very well. And I'm glad because it was a lot, a lot of work to take the old book and really improve it by what I think is leaps and bounds. Added a whole bunch of stuff on productivity, up the whole resume and interview section. It's a whole part of the book now for those of you that are looking to get a new job or if you're a student, you can start with that part of the book. But then we've got everything from business development to networking to communication and everything you need in your career is wrapped up into the Engineer Your Own Success book. So if you want to check it out, it is on amazon.com. And if you left a review, I appreciate it. We've gotten some great reviews so far. The show notes for the show today will be at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash effective communication. I'll list a summary of the show. And also in the take action today segment at the end of this show, I'm going to not only give you one real important communication tip that will help to improve the quality of your conversations, but also I'm going to give you three books that have been helpful for me with communication. So stick around for that. One announcement I want to make is if you are in the Washington DC area or you want to take a trip there, I'm putting on an event called the Engineering Career Success Summit. It's going to be April 30th will be the kickoff evening and then May 1st and 2nd will be two days of learning sessions. It's the only event out there that's focused 100% on helping engineers transform from technical professionals into well-rounded leaders. We're going to focus on communication. We're going to focus on networking. We're going to focus on leadership development in a lot of different ways. And we're also going to focus on lifestyle design, which is something that a lot of engineers don't think about. Many engineers put their head down at their cubicle or at their desk and they crank through project after project for years and not necessarily thinking about their own lives and how they can balance their lives a little bit better. So we're going to touch on that in the second day of the conference. So please check it out. It's at engineeringevent.com. It'll be an intimate setting. You have the opportunity to chat with a lot of the speakers, including myself throughout the whole weekend. And I even added a bonus session at lunchtime entitled, What Credentials Should I Get in My Engineering Career? Where I'm going to facilitate it and take questions specifically 
from the attendees on their specific challenges around what credentials to get, whether it's what degree to get, what license or certification to get. So please check it out at engineeringevent.com. Any questions, email me directly at afasano at engineeringcareercoach.com. With that, let me give you a quote on communication, which will bring us right into the main segment of today's show, where I'm going to give you nine tips to be an effective communicator. The quote goes as follows. Communication, the human connection, is the key to personal and career success. That's a quote by Paul J. Meyer, and I absolutely love that quote. So I'll read it one more time to bring us in because I totally believe in this. Communication, the human connection, is the key to personal and career success. So now I'm going to give you nine tips to become an effective communicator. This is right out of chapter six of my book, Engineer Your Own Success. This is kind of a little bit of a summary out of it. I'm extracting some of the key points. I'm going to run right through these. And if you have any questions, comments, thoughts on this, you can go to the show notes after you listen to this at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash effective communication and leave your thoughts, leave your questions, and I will answer them all. And also, if you want to leave a strategy that you use successfully, please leave it there. This is a community, the Engineering Career Coach community, so we can all help each other succeed. Number one, understand what form of communication to use in today's world. This is a tricky one because you're running big projects, probably many of them are global, so you're dealing with time zones, you're dealing with email, phone calls, text messages, web applications, project websites, so many different hats. As a project manager, as the engineer of record, it's your responsibility to run this project for you, I'm sure, for many of you listening to this podcast. So now you have a new responsibility that maybe wasn't such a big issue years ago, but now you have to just know what form of communication to use. The last thing that you want to do is reach out to somebody on a project, maybe on email or by a text message when they don't use that as their preferred method of communication. Maybe they're only on email or maybe they're only texting. That could really impact your project in a very negative way. And you don't want that to happen. So get real clear from the beginning of a project, from the beginning of a relationship with a client, how you're going to best communicate with that person or the members of that team. Number two, utilize a system or guidelines to communicate with your project team and client. How do you communicate with your project team if you're working on a big project? Do you just use email? Do you do it through meetings and follow-ups? Do you make phone calls to team members and client members? You need to establish some kind of a system, some kind of a communication workflow, even if it's a chart or however you end up doing it. Because the last thing you want to do is call up one of your clients to tell them about an issue on a project and they tell you, well, I don't know why you're calling me. Someone in your office called me about this a week ago. Looks terrible on you. Looks terrible on your company, on your team, on everyone. So put some guidelines in place early on in a project. And if you're not the project manager, if you're just working on the project, then talk to whoever is managing the project and ask them if they have a preferred method or system or set of guidelines that we're going to follow on the project. So for example, if you want to communicate something to the client and you're a team member, are you at liberty to just email that client? Or do you have to email someone else? Do you have to go through someone else? These are things you got to get clear at early on in the project. Number three, Communicate early and often, especially with your clients and the end users of a project. I don't know how many times when I was doing design work, 
I would ask one of the members on my team, have you asked the client what he or she wants to see on this project? The answer would be no. Even if they were two, three, four, five weeks into the design without even asking the client. Yeah, I know you want to put a road there. I know you want to put a certain, use a certain material, but does the client want to do that? You just spent four or five weeks designing. What if they say no? Another example I always like to use is what if it's a public entity or a public park or something that you're designing that's going to be used by the public? Don't you think you should attend some of the meetings with the citizens and get some feedback before you actually go and design parts of a park that they're going to use? And as an engineer, you have to think that you're going to impact people with your design. So you need to understand what those people want before you actually do the design. And a lot of engineering professionals don't do that. So that's something you have to really think about. And I really urge that you take action on that point. Number four, be able to explain technical terms to lay people. This is a very, very important one and not very easy to do at all. For me, in the world that I was in, in the civil world, in the land development world, I had to make a lot of presentations to town board members that didn't understand what I was talking about. Even if you're working in industrial engineering in a factory, you still may have to explain something to someone in another department that doesn't understand your exact processes. So what I recommend here is to use analogies and use examples. It's always the best way to go. If you can use analogies and put it into someone's own terms, they're going to get a better feel for that. And sometimes what you can do with clients is reference everything in terms of dollars because that's what they understand and that's what they know. Say, I'm sorry, we could use that other design if you want to. It's going to cost you though an extra $200,000 because of the technology in it. That's where they can start to grasp things a little bit better and they start to say, well, no, no, you're on the right track and keep doing what you're doing. So make sure that you focus on using analogies and trying to break things down when you try to explain technical terms to non-technical people. Number five, always be honest, period. If a client asks you for something or a supervisor asks you to do something, tell them exactly how long it's going to take. I see so many engineers get in trouble with this one. A client asks you to do something in two days and you know you can't, but you tell him or her that you can because you don't want to upset them. And they're all happy in the moment, but they're not happy in two or three days when they don't get what they want. Be honest, be upfront with someone. I know sometimes it's scary and sometimes it's hard to do, but what you'll find is that if you can be honest with people, then you're going to increase or improve that relationship overall and increase the chances of success of that relationship in the long term. I tell the story all the time. When I had my first project, the client called me a couple days in. Said, Anthony, I need this plan in two days. First thought in my head was, there ain't no way I'm getting that to you in two days. But what did I tell the client? Absolutely, we'll have it done, no problem. And we didn't get it done. Caused a huge problem. My boss got involved. My company looked terrible. I looked really bad. And from that point on, I said, this is how long it's going to take. And this is how much it's going to cost. And I was sympathetic. I said, listen, I know this is important to you. I totally get that. But this process takes us two or three days. There's no way to cut that back. So be honest with people. I know, especially if you're a younger professional, it's harder to do because you want to show people that you can handle things, but you need to make sure that you have the ample time as an engineering professional to do the work that you need to do and it can't be rushed. Number six, pay attention to how you say things, not just what you say. A lot of engineering managers speak in a manner that's very condescending to the people that work for them. I know this firsthand. I had managers like this, and it's terrible. So if you're managing in any way, or you're going to be managing someday, which I'm sure you are, 
if you're not already, pay attention to how you actually say something to someone. If you want someone to stay late on a project, say, Anthony, you're doing a good job on this project. We have a deadline tomorrow. Would you mind staying here? It might be late. It might be 10, 11 o'clock tonight, but would you mind staying and helping us get this thing done? I'm going to say, yeah, I'd love to do it. I'd love to stay and help you out. I'd love to feel like part of the team, right? But if you say, Anthony, you got to stay here. I don't care if it's still midnight tonight, but you got to stay here to get this project done because the client's going to be coming here to pick it up tomorrow morning. Well, yeah, I'm probably going to stay and get it done, but I'm not going to be happy with you. And our relationship's not going to be good long-term. So be courteous to people when you ask for things. I understand everything's urgent, but the way you come off to them is going to seriously, seriously impact your relationship with them and how they work for you and with you. There's a wonderful book on this topic called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It's one of those classic books you could read maybe once a year or listen to it. I listen to it often. It really talks about communicating in a way with people where you take a courteous, caring approach and you'll be shocked at the results. Number seven, listen intently. Nobody does this. Nobody listens intently anymore. Everyone's on the go. They're on their phone. They're texting. They've got their earphones in. You got to listen to people. You need to hear someone all the way through. When I coach engineering managers, I typically survey their staff. And you know what their staff always tells me? They tell me that they don't listen to me all the way through. They cut my sentences off. They don't let me get all my words out. I know, I know. We like to solve problems. So as soon as we hear a problem, we're jumping at it. and We want to solve it, solve it, solve it. We're cutting people off. Well, try to sit tight and try to listen completely to someone and then give them good feedback. You'll see a drastic improvement to the quality of your conversations. And I'll give you one tip on this in the Take Action Today segment in a few moments to really help you with this. I'll give you an actionable activity that you can do. Number eight, acknowledge people. Another way to improve your communication with someone is to acknowledge them. So what that means is, I learned this in coaching school, is that when someone says something to you, you acknowledge them by repeating some of those words back to them. So if a client says to you, Anthony, we really need this project done next week or else we're going to be dead. I might respond to them and say, listen, Tom, I know this is important and you really need this work done next week. And as soon as you walk out of that office, I'm going to have 10 of our engineers working on it and we're going to get this done. It's better than just saying, yeah, Tom, I know, I know. You're just not making that connection. So make it a point to acknowledge people. And the ninth tip that I have for you, the ninth and final tip is to be responsive whether you have the answer or not. Being responsive is really, really, really important in the engineering world. In fact, many engineers tell me that this is what helped them to succeed. This is what really pushed them up the corporate ladder was their responsiveness. Because people are so deluged today with all kinds of different things coming at them from different angles. And they can't keep up. So if you can, and if you could be responsive, you're going to stand out. You don't have to have the answer all the time. You do not have to have the answer. You can just say to someone, okay, I get the question. I know exactly what you need. Give me like 24 hours or give me a couple of days and I'll get you that information. But what happens is what people often do is they say, all right, listen, my client just called. They left me a message. They need this information. It's going to take me two days to get it. I'll just call them back in two days when I have it. No, don't just call them back in two days. Call them back right away and say, hey, Tom, how you doing? I got your request. I just want to let you know it's going to take us a little time to find it, maybe a day or two, but the second I have it, I'm going to call you and you can come in and pick everything up. How long does that take? It takes one minute to do that, maybe two or three minutes. It means all the difference to the clients. Trust me. They want to know that you're acknowledging them and that they hear you and that you're being responsive to them. And this can also be tied into ethical situations and design situations where someone might say to you in the field one day, 
hey, Anthony, we need to make a change. We need to make a design change. We need to increase the strength of this concrete, or we need to use a different material over here. And they, you got a whole bunch of people standing around you with budgets and machinery on the line. And they're saying to you, Anthony, can you give us the go-ahead on this? And the thing that you want to do is you want to say, yes, keep going, so that you're not that person that's stopping the project. But that can be dangerous. So it's okay to say, listen, I know exactly what you need. I'm going to go back to the trailer. I'm going to call the office. We're going to run some calculations, give us a couple of hours, and then I'll get back to you, you know, an intelligent answer so we make the right decision here. Because if we don't, we could have a real big problem on our hands. Super hard to do, a lot harder to do than I'm making it sound here on this podcast. I know that, believe me. But the only way to make it easier is to just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Let me recap the nine points that I have for you today on effective communication, then I'll close up with the take action today segment of the show. Tip number one, understand what form of communication to use in every situation. Texting, email, understand which preference every client or every supervisor or every team member has. Number two, utilize some kind of system or guidelines to communicate with your project team. Understand how the communication is going to flow between everybody, especially between the team and the clients, the team members, and the team project manager. It's critical to success. Number three, communicate early and often with clients and end users of your projects to make sure, number one, that you're not doing too much, going in the wrong direction for too long before you correct it. And also to make sure that the product or the design that you put out is of the highest quality. And to me, a quality design is one that's most usable to the people that are going to use it. Number four, be able to explain technical terms to lay people. And we talked about using analogies and examples to break things down. Some of the best engineers in the world can explain their technical processes to anyone that they talk to. Number five, always be honest. It's not worth it not to. It can give you a really bad reputation and clients, supervisors, colleagues, they want people that are honest and people that they can trust. Number six, pay attention to the way you say things, not just what you're saying. Be courteous to people. Number seven, listen intently. Listen, digest the information. Do not cut people off. Number eight, acknowledge people by repeating a couple of the words that they've said to you back to them. It'll strengthen the engagement in your conversations. Number nine, be responsive whether you have the answer or not. It doesn't hurt and doesn't take a lot of time to get back to someone and just let them know that you're hearing them. You heard what they said and you're going to respond to it. There are your nine tips on effective communication. Let's jump into the take action today segment of the show and close this one out. First, I want to give you one actionable exercise that you can take and implement in your career today, right now, to improve the quality of your conversations. And I give this one out all the time and still engineers struggle with it. I still struggle with it. When you're in a conversation with someone, I want you to wait until there's absolute silence for one second until you speak. So if someone's talking to you, let them finish. Listen for this. Silence and then speak. The first time you try to do this in a conversation, it will be nearly impossible to do. I promise you that because I've tried it. But over time, you'll start forcing yourself to listen better and you'll really hear someone fully and then you'll be able to engage with them in a much more complete way where they're going to feel like you're really hearing them and getting back with them. So give that a shot and let me know how you do. You can leave a comment at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash effective communication. 
And then I want to close out by giving you three books that have been very helpful for me on communication. And I will link to these books in the show notes. The first book is called Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott. It's a phenomenal book on how to have those conversations that are very difficult to have. I read it in coaching school and was blown away by it. I read it a few times. I'll list links to all these books in the show notes as well. Another book that I've had the honor of meeting the author is Make the Connection, Improve Your Communication at Work and Home by Steve Adubato. I met him at a local Chamber of Commerce event. The book is very practical and I enjoyed it. And the third book that I'm reading right now that I'm really enjoying is called Stop Talking, Start Communicating, Play Dumb, Be Boring, Blow Things Off, Lose Your Friends, and Other Counterintuitive Secrets to Success in Business and Life. That's by Jeffrey Tumlin. I was introduced to him actually by Bailey Harrington, who was recently a guest on the podcast and is a member of the IECD. And I'm actually going to be interviewing Jeffrey soon, hopefully in the next month or two to have him on the show. So with that, I want to thank you all for listening. I hope you all take a look at engineeringevent.com and consider either coming to the Engineering Career Success Summit, or we also have a virtual ticket where you can purchase and we're going to summarize all the learning session information and send it out about a month or so after the event. So please check it out at engineeringevent.com. And until the next episode, I hope that you continue to engineer your own success. If you want to hear more episodes of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes or go to engineeringcareercoach.com where you will find tons of free engineering career resources. Just click the Start Here button on the site for an easy-to-navigate index of all the resources available. You can also follow Anthony Fasano on Twitter at Anthony J. Fasano or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash engineer your own success. Until the next time, thanks for listening.